What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to part one of episode four of the Joshi Dreamcast. I am Scott Edwards, your host. And with me is Karen from Karen Watches Wrestling. Karen, how are you doing on this fine, uh, what is it today? Monday morning? I never know what day it is anymore. No, no, <laughs> I am doing no. great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here right now. Yeah. I- it can't, this was the perfect weekend, I think, to have, you know, as many people on here to talk about what happened. We had two, well, we had three phenomenal shows. I want to give credit to Sendai Girls as well. They they delivered a phenomenal show with a phenomenal main event that I will uh, tell everyone to go watch at the end of the show. But I concur because I actually bought that show and I'm mm. so glad I did. That was my first time watching a Sendai Girls show, too. And it was amazing. It's it's so funny because like I was I was coming down I I you know I live downstairs or whatever I was coming downstairs and I'm like I look at my timeline because I had been off Twitter for the day or for the night and then I check and it's like oh the Sunday Girl Show started I was like it already started <laughs> I was like okay I'm going I'm going get to the TV uh, get to the computer log in yeah. I was like whoa 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 I wasn't ready for that but I I should say. Karen is here to talk to me about TJPW Summer Sun Princess, a show that many, many fans have said may be the best Joshi show of the year. Now, there's been a lot of good Joshi shows. I want to put that out there. Like we are yeah. we are at an all-time high in some ways when it comes to the quality of shows that we are seeing in the Joshi world. And when I say all-time high, I mean since ajw is around right like it mm-hmm. we are joshi is as back as can be and if this weekend didn't prove that then i don't know if they'll ever be a weekend that proves that because it was just so great but the way i like to do these reviews often is ask you before we even talk about the matches uh the wrestlers the moments any of that you when you walked away from the show how are you feeling I just wanted to cry. I was so happy because for me, I started TJPW during the pandemic. It's Mm -hmm. not even been a year yet. So I was not used to hearing vocal reactions from the Mm -hmm. audience. I was not used to seeing the streamers. So every wrestler's reaction to the streamers and to hearing people make noise and saying their names, I was crying with them. Like I did not get tired of seeing the reactions and it just, it made me so happy. And I just want every wrestler to now experience that. I'm just like, all right, let's keep going. It was just such a yeah. wonderful experience, and it really added to the show. It was, it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, what, I mean, what it proves to me is we can do this all the time now. Like we, yeah. you know, if 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 companies are willing to, you know, keep fans separated just so that their shows could feel more lively, I think that's the way to go. I know, 
I know like Bushi Road's waiting a little bit longer than mm-hmm. pretty much everyone else to do it. They're going to wait another couple months, but like, see, my, my hope is ultimately towards those end of the year events. We just have everyone, you know, packed in cheering because I think a lot of the reason people felt this was the show of the year was for that reason alone, right? It was mm-hmm. the lively, you know, you get in, streamers are great, but you just have the reactions of fans, you know, I'm the same with you. When I started watching TJPW, it was the pandemic era. So, you know, getting to watch Maki Ito do her whole thing and everyone just yes! want to see her win. And it, it, it kind of made me sad in some ways, too, because I'm like, I wish we were doing this when she fought, you know, Yamashita at Wrestle Princess 2 for the no. title. Because just like that match had so much emotion as is. Just imagine, you know, it, it gets that tick up, right, with that added on. But it's okay because we have it now. And it worked really well. Um, and that's, uh, you know, we brought up how not Spushy Road's waiting. Um, you know, Nagi Sayaka wrestled on the Gambari Pro Show. And it was just mm-hmm. cool to see her get those reactions because it's like, you know, she's not going to get these. Did for you a while. see Yuri was crying? <laughs> yes. Well, that's, that's someone, that's the perfect thing that someone pointed out. We are in the era now where rookies have never had crowds before. So oh like, God, that was yeah. the first time she ever got cheered. And I was like, wow, that's kind of crazy to think about. Because It's you know, really overwhelming. It's been so long. It's been so long. Yeah. And you don't really think about it because, you know, everyone else is like, oh, yeah, they've been around forever. But no, no, some people are still, you know, getting their first reaction. So that's why it's so crazy to me, but so cool and so pure that I'm happy that these wrestlers are getting it. And not only they are they're getting these uh, reactions, but they're getting them on big shows, too which makes mm-hmm. it even more important. But you enjoyed the show. I enjoyed the show. I loved it. So I think it's only right that we start at the very beginning with Moka Miyamoto versus Jury Nagano. The, I forget what exactly they call it. It was like something karate battle. Um, I called it the battle of the karate chops, but yeah, it was essentially that. Yeah. But I do, I think it needs to be highlighted that the way a Tokyo Joshi pro wrestling show starts they had the up up girls perform and they perform two songs normally they mm. perform one and just like they really set the tone of that show because they were so overwhelmed with joy and emotion because mm. they got to hear the audience like be loud be vocal and also say their names and here they are mm. performing for an audience because as somebody who has been performing since i was a little kid like having an audience react to you is everything because it's, I, I can imagine how much of a struggle it's been for the past few years when you aren't able to get that vocal reaction. It's so hard. And Miyu Watanabe was performing like she was earning that paycheck. It, I loved it. I just have to get a shout out to that. Yes. the the I feel like that's something that I always forget, but I remember, uh, was it, was it Grand Princess? Where they were so emotional, like they can't, they were crying as they were doing the performance. Yeah. Um, because they were in such a big venue, right? And oh my God, that was, yeah, that was huge. And it was like now, we hadn't gotten the noise yet. And now we've moved on. Right. And oh my God, it was so good. But all yeah, right, I'd your grass. Let's so, go into the first match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's fair to bring up because I think it's just accustomed to TJPW fans by now that like, that's how we start shows, but it flies over my head. Cause I'm just so used to it by now. It's like, Oh yeah, well this is yeah. just custom, but that was very cool. Uh, but let's get to Miyamoto versus jury Nagano. 
Uh, you call it the battle of karate chops, and it was very fitting after what we got to see was them trade chops back and forth, trade a lot of cool karate work back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Juria has a lot of potential. I think Mocha does too. I think Mocha is actually the most improved wrestler in TJPW this year. Uh, how did you I like? I was actually worried about her for this match. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, because Juria is so interesting to me because. She has what seven matches to her name, maybe like if even yeah. She she has a great background long. behind her, but you know, there's there's something to be said about adjusting your karate background to wrestling. And Mocha took a little bit to do that, and I think she's showing mm-hmm. that she's made it now. And if, I, I I always say if Jurius stays with it, she'll be fine you know she'll be good to go because i think she has the talent and they showed it here they showed it here so how did you like the match and the karate chops and everything that came with it i really enjoyed this match because i wasn't sure how it would go it's the opening match this is you know a huge deal but i really liked what aki said on commentary he brought up that every rival that mocha has had has surpassed her And so, you know, she needed to do something and it seemed like she had enough. And the way that she was attacking Juria, it was like, all right, she found that fire inside of her. She was going after Juria. And I agree with you, like Juria for where she's at right now is so good, but you know, she's, she's still got a way to climb. And when she gets there, she's going to be so lethal. And I mm-hmm. really hope she sticks with TJPW because she's going to be unbelievable. Like she's going to be on par with Mio Yamashita if she keeps this up. And I just, I really want to see that happen. I'm so excited. Well, that's who she's learning from. So it's like, yeah, it's almost perfect. Uh, I always say that if she went all in like Yuki Rai has, she mm-hmm. would, not only would she get better quicker, she has the background um, because she just has that, you know, MMA background, but I'm with you. Like she would be so good because she has the charisma already. Right? She has right. Like you have to have that charisma. Doesn't charisma so hard to just have? Either you have it right from the start, or it takes time to build it up. We see it in wrestling all the time. No matter you know if we're watching wrestling in japan wrestling in the united states it's all like charisma's a worldwide um trait that people either mm. have or they don't have you can get it but natural charisma is untouchable and juria yeah. has that right and oh yeah i think her and mocha going out there and doing what they did um just to open the show i, I credit both of them you know it wasn't it wasn't like a you know twenty minute war between the two. No, it was like a five minute just let's go out there, let's just throw chops at each other, let's do the karate stuff, yeah, and let's have fun doing it. And that's what I think they did. I think everyone had fun watching it. So it's a job well done. It's a job well done. That's really what you look for in a match op- uh, in a show opener like that. Because originally, like if you went down the match card that they originally had uh, set. This was like in the middle of the card, 
So it was really cool I that they moved it up. That. Yeah, because yeah. I, when I was uh, ready to start the show, I, I was like, all right, what matches are we going to see? And I was so confused mm-hmm. watching yeah. along. I went, wait a minute. I don't think this was the actual order. So I, I think they made a great decision to open with those two. They did a phenomenal job. I know it is a lot of pressure to open a show and they took it head on. And like you said, Jiria, the moment she stepped out, she shined. She has that charisma that just draws you in. And I guess it helps that she's an actress. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, she, she is great and she's definitely one to watch. And it just made me so happy to see Mocha get the win as well. Because for me, like Aki said, it felt like she was, she was just there. She has the mm-hmm. talent, but she's just been there. So this was huge. Yeah. And I hope that momentum actually continues because we're going into Tokyo Princess Cup now. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Which we'll talk about at the end of the show, actually. Um, I want to do, I, I, you bring up Aki. I want to give credit to both Chris Brooks and Valian Aki um, mm-hmm. for what they do on these shows because, you know, not every Japanese company offers English commentary. Not every, or if they do, it's, you know, it's usually, it's usually very serious, you know, like it's, yeah. it's usual co- commentators, but these two, these two just fit the dynamic of what TJPW is looking for. Like they're, they have fun doing it. They laugh, they make jokes about, you know, like it, it just feels so natural to the brand. And I just yeah. want to give them credit for that because they work off each other so well just because they're fr- they're legitimate friends. But like, I forget what they were talking about, but like Chris Brooks always references like wrestlers. He grew up watching. Oh my God. Like, he was going overboard moves. with the WWE. References. Yeah. He does it all the time. I'm like, that's so funny. Like, <laughs> and I can of- call them out on it, but it's like, he he's legit has said, he's like, I want to get the best announcer award for the Meltzer awards. And seriously, yeah. he does deserve to be in the running because just listening to him and how he calls the matches. And on top of that, he's bantering with Aki, who is oh, just yeah. the perfect companion. I, Aki reminds me of myself, like the streamers. He made a comment about Neko streamers and he's like, they're black and white. And Chris is like, cause she wears black and white. Duh. Like it was such a big comment. <laughs> it was perfect. Like the balance that they have, it's, yeah. it's truly magical and they really deserve the recognition and the accolades yeah. for being one of the best commentary duos out there. Like I'm like, legitimately serious when i say that they're so good it's so rare to find such a chemistry like that especially in wrestling yeah you can hear aki like do commentary other places with other people but it's never the same without chris brooks like he's solid but it's just because they get each other and like they understand each other's reactions so i just wanted to give them credit for what they do to really just enhance these shows in their own way uh because having an english option is always cool even though i don't necessarily need it when i watch shows but if there's a good one if there's a good option and i i make that very clear if there's a good option i will listen to it and i think they're a very good option very entertaining uh but let's move on to the next match this is very fitting of a tjpw show we only have one of them that was like the more shock that usually we have a couple yeah. tags like this, but we only have mm-hmm. one. And I think that's why a lot of people were so excited for this card, because I think that goes for all re- uh, wrestling in Japan is like, you know, you have a lot of big undercards, but anytime you get a full card, pretty much. And just like one or two, it's like, 
all right, this is a win. Um, so this was Aja Kong, Yuki Aino, Raku, and Palm Harajuku versus Hyper Masao, Nao Kakuda, Kayatorabami, and Haruna Neko. Um, just a lot here. Um, these matches so are either. These matches are either this is this is just the truth. You're either gonna really dislike it or you're just gonna have a lot of fun. If you go into it knowing what to expect, you usually have a lot of yeah. fun. And I just couldn't not smile anytime Aja Kong and Hyper Masao did something together. Cause that that for me was like the draw in itself of like, all right, what are these two gonna do here? You know, you need you don't get your four star, five star match. You just get a nice comedy. It's what makes TJPW very unique is that they always have at least one of these yeah. matches with some of the it's best. Like the comedy, the, the antics, the vaudeville, yeah. like mm-hmm. that's what it is. It really showcased TJPW perfectly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you don't like that, don't know if you're going to like TJPW because right. you got it. You got to accept that's what they are. Yeah. It, that's what like the TJPW difference is so weird because you watch this and then you watch Miyu Yamashita match like later in the shows and it's like I could see why this this brand attracts a lot of different fans because there are some people that look for one of those and not the other. There's some people that look for both, and I get it. I get it. I get anyone that watches these and you know doesn't necessarily get locked in but i also understand why so many people love tjpw and Mm -hmm. this match really exemplifies that um i don't have like a lot of notes i just had a lot of fun um azra kong is hysterical she she is so funny um and it's so funny to think about like all these years later like this is what she's doing you know she went through vicious, war, that, vicious war and now she's like <laughs> now she's like yeah i'm i'm uh rock who's mine and it's like <laughs> it's oh my like, god okay. i was okay so i do want to talk about that because the way that chris and aki were describing it i'm going you're leaving out an important aspect so storyline wise this isn't real for for anybody that (laughs) doesn't know and is confused like aja and raku were a thing like aja was like oh i like you you're mine and then all of a sudden at uh grand princess raku comes out and is like i'm married to ram kai chow now and aja (laughs) like tweeted what she was so heartbroken (laughs) it was like raku had cheated on her Mm. so her mission in this match was to win raku back it was like like, this lady is mine. I'm going to get her back. That's why she kept holding her hand. Raku is just yep. like, <laughs> like just... it was so cute. It was the love story that we needed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I like to call it the love story. No one knew they needed. That... <laughs> uh, I need True. the uh, I need the full sitcom and everything now. I just need the yes. Azra Kong, Raku, Ram Kai Chow love triangle sitcom um, where. It comes down to Aja Kong just, you know, hitting spinning back fist every time she gets angry. Oh my god, could you imagine if it was like a Raku on a pole match between Aja and Ron? <laughs> <laughs> uh Celtic. I need a TJPW book it. Uh yeah, we're gonna give we're gonna give Karen the book and now we know what match she's booking in the main event of Wrestle Princess. She's gonna <laughs> put Raku on a pole. Um <laughs> Well we can uh <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on to the next match. It, it was a lot of comedy, a lot of fun. That, that's my best. Oh way to yeah. It. 
Um, but next up was the originally scheduled Miyu Watanabe versus Willow Nightingale match that turned into, you know, a match that just as good, just as exciting as Ryo Muzunami would fill in for um, Will Nightingale kind of last minute. I think it was this the week of. Uh, because Yeah, I think know, it was a couple days before that they announced yeah. it. Willow was unable to get a visa in time to come over, which stinks, but they did add that she will be over in the future, so that's very cool that she doesn't completely lose the opportunity. I could see her be on that Wrestle Princess card mm-hmm. just so she's on another big show. Uh, but this was just a fantastic match. This was, if I was to rank my favorite matches on this show, this would probably be third, which is saying something because I thought there were at least five like really good matches, but I really liked this one. Uh, this was the one that you told me yesterday in my tweet. Hey, get, we yeah. gotta give this one love. We and do. It, Cause uh, it's up there for me. I think yeah. like I'm teetering back and forth, but it's in my top two. That's I, I think feel. that's fair. I saw someone tweet this out that it was the perfect way to get someone over in defeat, which, Oh my God. <laughs> It was the perfect story that was told mm-hmm. in that ring that showed you can be simple. You don't have to have high flying act antics. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be crazy. It was underdog in peril versus the dominant veteran and having that audience mm-hmm. be able to vocalize and cheer throughout that match just elevated it. It was so simple. It was so effective. Mew looked like an absolute star. She's a star to me already. She is a star, but oh my God, by the end of it, even though she lost, she she's getting a title one day. It's happening. And if it doesn't, yeah. I'm flying to Japan somehow and making it happen. <laughs> the problem is we're at the Tokyo Princess. We're at, we're now at the Tokyo Princess Cup, which means there's going to be a time again where people get sad when she might not win. Uh, which I'm probably on board of that, truthfully, because she's one of my favorites. Uh, but yeah. I I like how you said the story of you know you have the vet versus the the up and comer, the one that everyone feels is on the brink of greatness. And, you know, Mizunami's as good as really anyone to come in and be that vet who gives you a great match, but also just works into your style as well. And so much of the intrigue in this match was getting that swing, right? The first time they tease it, everyone's like, oh, and then she couldn't get it. And Aki was like, you can hear them say, you can do it, Miu. Like, they were cheering her on, and that's what you want. Like, for me, what it reminds me of is, like, I've mentioned this before, but if anybody who's new doesn't know, I I grew up in theater and performing in theater. So it's very much that audience participation aspect of, like, theater, like, way back, even in Shakespeare with the groundlings. They would react to what's going on. They cheer you on. And it, oh, it was so perfect. It was so perfect. I can't say enough about it. I love that moment. And then when they finally got it, the crowd was just so happy. It's like, it was just such a perfect way to build to something. Because yes. I think, I think what so many matches or so many of these matches in Japan have missed is that crowd reaction to building to something. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think as viewers, we've gotten really used to no crowd. So it's not like I'm affected by it. Cause like, you know, I was a stardom show right after this. They don't have crowd noise and it doesn't really affect me because I'm just used to it. 
but there's just something for especially the undercard matches, right? Not necessarily those main events that are going to, you know, they're going to dazzle. They're going to be everything you yeah. expect them to. But these matches, they benefit the most because you can build to something without a title on the line, without mm-hmm. anything at stake. And that's what this was. You know, in the end, Uzanami did win, but Miyu was at just as much a winner as she was. Yes. And that's what you want too, is that mm-hmm. she was not hurt by losing. That elevates her to something yeah. bigger and better down the line. Like I can feel it. And mm-hmm. just, they really ticked all the boxes. They did everything right. And like, just as you said, Rio, she will come in at the last minute and she will perform a banger. She is so good and she played the part perfectly. And I couldn't have asked for anything better. When I want like simple, effective storytelling, boom, they did it. It was great. Simple, effective storytelling, often the best form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some, sometimes we don't always have to go down the Nakano road. No. Sometimes, sometimes we can go, you know, the simple storytelling. That's just my wonderful joke for this show. Cause I think last episode was when we talked cage match and everything. For Tam, it's like, yeah, there was a lot there, right? There's a lot there, so it's only it's only fair that we talk about a little simple storytelling this time around. You need a little Uh, break once in a while. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, she's about to main event the next start of uh, pay per view, Mm -hmm. so we're we're right back on track. Uh, But the next match was Hikaru Shida and Hikari Noah teaming up to taste the taste the face. The team of Yuki Kamafuku and Mihiro Kiru. Uh, this was a, so this was the match that seemingly was supposed to go first. They moved mm-hmm. it back in the card. I kind of figured they would because Shida was in the match and Shida's obviously the big name that people are, you know, a lot of, uh, AEW fans are probably watching for. And this is, this is maybe yeah. their first TJBW event. So keeping her. Sure, in yeah. The get sh- them to keep watching. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's always smart. Um, I really like Sheeta and Noah as a team, first and foremost. I think they have just a great presence together. I just have cool. to say, Sheeta was an, like, she was a terrible influence on Hikari Noah, and I loved it so much. <laughs> oh my God. Like, I, they were medicines, but I loved it so much. <laughs> I love seeing Sheeta in this, in this role really in tjpw of like it was still new for me actually like i'm still used to her being like a a baby face so watching her be this way was just like a whole new world opened up for me oh my Mm. god i I couldn't get over it it's really funny too because like everyone's still cheering for her but she's very vicious she's very she was kind of she played that heel part without being a heel essentially and it, it, it rubbed off on Noah really well. And it made me realize, like, this is what I kind of want to see from Hikari Noah going forward. Because mm-hmm. I think Hikari Noah, since losing that international princess title, has kind of been in a limbo of sorts. She's You kind of forget she's there sometimes, which is really unfortunate. Um, yeah, but, I mean, she has her tag team with free Wi-Fi, but it's still like, right. yeah, they're just there. There was a moment you thought maybe they would be, you know, win the tag team titles, but they didn't. So exactly. now what? Yeah. Right. So and this is great. Giving her a big match, even just because she's team of she, it's not necessarily like big title match, big you know, Mahiro is like one of the lower card people, but it still works in that sense because I thought those two gave a good performance. These two were a great team. 
And I do think that we are building to a big Sheeta match at Wrestle Princess. I mean, we do have a tease mm-hmm. match they haven't done yet with a certain Miu Yamashita. I'm just saying, if they ever want to go back to we it. Got that. Ito, we got that. One yeah, too. we got both of them. Yeah. We, better, we better get one of them because they teased both of them so big. I and it's know. Like, especially Wrestle Princess. I feel like that's the time we get big singles matches between yeah. uh, everyone. And I but really this, want the Miu match. I really want it. I want both of them. I think I think we should just get both of them. I think that's fair. I mean, I could see another tag <laughs> match, but I don't want a tag match. I want singles. Uh, no singles, singles. but absolutely, uh, especially if she is going to be like that. Yes, yeah. please, and thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought this match was you know fine, got the job done. Uh, but it I liked the Noah Sheeta dynamic. That's really what I took out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I felt like this was a. Uh, teacher student moment for Noah for her to get yes. something from Sheeta. That's how I saw it. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Mahiro because that spot towards the end with the chair, it yes. made me hope that that might lead to something. I found that very interesting where Hikari Noah got the chair, was going to use it. Mahiro stopped her. And then she had a moment where she deliberated maybe I should use this chair. And throughout the match, Chris and Aki were saying like, oh, my hair is so great. She's such a good girl. Like they really built that up. And then she went and she used it. She was unsuccessful. And then unfortunately that was her demise. But it made me wonder, she's like, she took that small step. Like she stepped over the line of the dark side. Is that something that could happen for her in the future? Are we teasing that? Or, you know what? Like that has to lead to something. And I hope it does. It would be kind of shocking if it doesn't now. I mean, once you tease something like that, it, it's a story. It's a chapter in a story that you got to follow through because, yeah, like, you know, None maybe of she's sick of fun stuff. It's kind of like we've seen this so many times. Maybe she's kind of sick of losing. You know, you and me talk yeah. about Wakasukiyama all the time and how like mm-hmm. she's on the edge of doing something like that. The same thing, and Mahiro doesn't lose as much as, well, she don't win that much. She don't win much. Uh, and I, she, but I like, like that. She, she's another one in the same, yeah. uh, vein as Mocha, where she was just there for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. And because I, didn't hear reactions to her throughout the pandemic, I was pleasantly surprised to see how much the mm. fans love her. Yes. They really cheered for her. They really loved her. So that gives me hope. All right, there is something that is yeah. here that can happen. And I hope we continue going forward and pushing her in some way because she definitely deserves it. She's yeah. got the ability. Let's make something happen. Let's go. Yes. Give me the book. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people that should be pushed... So I had to put that through. Uh, May Saruga and Suzume defeated the team of Riho and Arisu Endo. If you follow me, if you listen to any podcasts I do that involve Joshi, uh, you know how high I am on Suzume. Uh, and I'm also, ju- I'm, I'm almost just as high on Arisu Endo as well. Cause I think those two are two of the best on this roster. Arisu Endo is like, so good for her um your her experience like so good she for me really impressed me in this match because yeah. I, I everyone else is more so a high flyer so i thought well what's arisa gonna do she was that grounded powerhouse that they needed in that match and it it highlighted her so much it was so cool which is kind of crazy to me because endo like from what i've seen she can be a really good high speed wrestler 
like mm-hmm. in the matches that she has because sometimes Suzume is kind of more the she's not the she's kind of like the base of the team like of daisy she's got that technical prowess yeah Yeah. well endo will do a lot of the high octane stuff but she did show like power here she Uh i just think they're both so good she had another haircut by the way like she has a new haircut every single time she does as somebody who is like torn back and forth and wanting to dye my hair and every time i see these joshi wrestlers come out with a new hair color i'm just like can i do that please i want to look as cool as they do it's not fair (laughs) i loved it it's crazy but you get to the match and obviously the big names here are uh saruga and um riho just from their outside happening you know riho is a former aew women's world champion but these two have plenty of um history as they are both you know these students of emmy sakura who you know not only are the students of they're kind of like the prize pupils of emmy yes. sakura riho and they are Suruga. her daughters yeah so getting to see <laughs> those two on such a big stage wrestle was awesome you know because we you know you've seen them wrestle before but there's just something here they've both made it right we've we, saruga has done AEW this year she had that great high speed match with uh zumi and stardom you know she's she's made herself a big name while riho is the it's always funny to say seasoned vet for riho she's still so young but she is the seasoned vet she is the she is the name like she is the proven you know who riho is so seeing them go head to head was really cool and you know, kind of bringing up Suzume and Endo in in response there was just made it that much better because I love all four of them, and I just really enjoyed this match. It, it was one of my most highly anticipated matches of this show, mm-hmm. and I thought they went out there and they delivered. I I want to give a shout out to maybe surprises music as well because there's just something about it that reminds me of the Electric Light Parade mm-hmm. at Disney. And then you mm-hmm. had May with her butterfly wings that actually yes. did light up. <laughs> and I'm just like, we're here for a great time. Course, I'm yeah. obsessed with them. And I was worried at first because you have Riho and you have May and they're so good. They come from the same teacher, but yeah. it still allowed for Susan May and Ariso to have their moments. Like mm-hmm. everybody got to have a moment. And I don't know if you saw the conversation on Twitter, but a bunch of us were talking about like Emmy's influence, you know, regarding who she's trained. And it made me realize like I had no idea that Emmy had a part in training Mizuki. Emmy's DNA is all over Joshi. Yeah. It's it wild. Is. And mm-hmm. here it was on full display. You have two of Emmy's prized pupils from different generations going toe to toe. So they know each other very well. Like, Chris and Aki said on commentary, they're like, Riho knows what May's going to do. She knows the antics. You can't fool her. It it was beautiful. And man, I know people keep saying it about AEW, but let Emmy take over the women's Mm -hmm. roster, please. Oh my God. Just imagine like the work she has done, the influence she's had in Joshi. It's phenomenal. There are so many amazing wrestlers out there and getting to see them, especially Riho and May. Oh my God, I'm choking up. <laughs> it was great. It was absolutely great. Go out of your way to see that yeah. tag match. Seriously. Yeah. The thing that I always say about Emmy is she will be appreciated so much more 
when she's not in the business as much, like when she's retired, oh, yeah. which is, you know, it's a shame. Realize after the fact, yeah. It's like, oh, wow. Like, th- because you're going to have, you know, the Rehos teaching and it's like, well, that's, that's the branch, right? Like it started here. It started with Emmy and it, it, it just, it just goes down through and it's going around the world now because she's in AEW, she's teaching other wrestlers and, you know, you just gotta, I'm with you. Like, you just wish that they would let her kind of take that over and just be like, this is how we do it because she's so good. You know, your first AEW Women's World Champion is a, is a Emmy Sakura trainee. Like, clearly you guys will see what she was able to do. I think she trained Hikaru Shida a little bit or something. Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah so, right. Mm-hmm. So you I got always, two of Emmy's girls. Right two AEW women's champions like come on like they just gotta do it uh but this match back to the match i just want to give credit to uh i want to give credit to susan man endo one more time they were really really good at kind of making the match about them in the end which was really important i thought because because they were yeah they're tag team partners so that was really interesting and then susan may pinning endo so oh what's gonna happen now This, oh this yeah discussion. also um it needs to be mentioned susan may's costume oh beautiful. yeah i one. am obsessed with it yes yeah. i love a good costume so i just need to yeah. put that out there <laughs> <laughs> it's it's very important i think that these two ended the match because you know i as i like to say to, who's gonna be here tomorrow these two are gonna be here so yeah. Letting them get that final stretch to close out the match was really cool. Really good match. Just like the uh, Miu and Rio one, go out of your way to check this one out uh, if you haven't already. Because I think it just showcases a lot of what makes Joshi special, but what also makes Emi Sakura special in a lot of ways. Um Next match, the International Princess Championship was on the line as Maki Ito defended against international star Alex Windsor. I have watched Alex Windsor a couple times over the past few months. I saw her match against Shoku Nakajima from Pro Wrestling Eve from a few months ago. I watched her match with, I think it was Venny. Yeah, I, I watched that one. That was Chi-Wan. my introduction to her. Yes. Yeah. So I and saw then that one. She just had a match, I think, last weekend with Miyu Yamashita from a show in Spain, which was really good as well. Right. Yes, and that's on YouTube. If anyone wants to check that out, that's on YouTube. I forgot what the I think the company's called like RCW or something. Something something um, Barcelona. It's in Barcelona. Yeah. And um, then the show is like called Mom Miu or something. Mommy yeah, Miu, it's like, Miu it's, Mommy. It's like Miu Miu Mame or something. Uh mm-hmm. it's yeah. It's RCW, by the way. Got that. Got that checked. It is RCW. So definitely check that out. But Alex Windsor, you know, here I think one first time in TJPW. She and by the way, she did not have her wrestling gear. It got lost on no. the way here. So she was wearing Chris Brooks's like pants and pads or something Big he pads, was talking about. Yeah. And she, you know, she just had like a sports bra on. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter. You didn't, she, she nope. didn't. It goes didn't to show. It's not about the costume. <laughs> as much as I love them. <laughs> Straight up street clothes. It didn't matter. She played a fantastic heel. 
to the ultimate baby face that is Maki Ito. And this was really when the crowd hit me big time was just mm-hmm. every time they reacted to Maki Ito. It, it enhanced this match for me more than any because of how much they wanted Ito to win. And seeing, you know, the foreign star come in and take that title. Oh, it was, it was, it was so good. It was so good. I loved, I think Alex Windsor's great. I think she is huh. such a great person to bring in. And if I was to give anyone a title right off the bat, right, that's not from the TJPW roster, I think she's a good one to do because she's making waves and now she can come in for shows and just be that heel jerk that I think she she was just so good at it. And it, the mm-hmm. crowd is really what helped that, obviously, because, you know, she's talking to the crowd and being like, I don't care about you, blah, blah, you know. Sometimes people say typically heel stuff, but when you don't have those crowd reactions for so long, it just feels so brand new. And Ito, again, ugh, heart breaks that she lost because she's my favorite know, in TJPW. Same. And I know she's headed to America for the, uh, again, in August 13th and 14th. Mm-hmm. So that's why yeah, she's she missed not... the Tokyo Princess Cup. Yeah, that broke my heart when they announced that. I was like, this stinks. Why <laughs> I didn't sign up for this? But the match was really, really good. Um, definitely worth going out of your way to see again. These la- the last few matches are really just go watch these. Yeah. But Windsor was great. Ito was great. Ugh, what an emotional match. I, I think it's worth noting um, because Alex Windsor was brand new to me. She, it wasn't like she came out of nowhere. I think it's safe to say that yeah. she is somebody that the world of wrestling is pushing because she is the current Rev Pro Undisputed British Women's Champion and the Wrestle Carnival's Queen of Carnival Champion. And now she has added a third belt. And what I liked, and it goes to show how great Chris and Aki are at commentary, we didn't really get a story for this match. It was that Alex won the She Won tournament and then said, hey, I'm going after Maki Ito. I want your title. Boom, that was it. And Chris added the context that she wants to be recognized as the number one international like champion. So she went after Maki and then Laura Di Matteo in Eve has the Eve national title. So Mm. the stipulation was Alex has to win Maki's title in order to challenge for the Eve international title, which she did. So that's something that's set up. And also well, I created uh this like basic guide to TJPW video with Ryan Dilbert from Russell Inn. And when I was going through, you know, who had won this international princess title, I realized, oh, Thunder Rosa is the only woman who isn't from Japan to win that title. So tiny little inkling in my mind went, I think we're going to see somebody else who's mm-hmm. not from Japan win that title. And sure enough, because that is the whole point of this title. Yeah. So as sad as I am, to see Maki lose. I, I have I have a grand scheme. I have a grand plan for her. It's okay. <laughs> I, I'm okay with this, but I am excited to see now what's going to happen with this title because now that the world has started to reopen more and more, the belt gets to do what it's meant to do. Right. And going back to what you said about the crowd reaction, I was not prepared for that. The way that Maki commanded that crowd just by pointing her finger and they cheered yep. for her. 
that is the impact of Maki Ito. That is why she is so important and so significant to the global expansion of TJPW. And th- this is why some AEW fans who don't get it, watch this match and you will get it. And it's worth commending Maki for how I feel she adapted herself in that match, if that mm. makes sense. Because She's what really I saw from that. her, yeah, I, 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 I didn't know what to expect between the two. It was like Alex had been in TJ Tub, TJPW this whole time. She mm. just was so seamless in fitting in. The two of them worked really well together, and Maki adapted to a more grounded and vicious style to try to counter Alex. Yeah. It was so cool to watch. And it shows not to underestimate Maki. And she did a Frankensteiner, tried to do a Frankensteiner for the yeah. first time ever. And when that happened, I was like, she's learning. She's adapting. Yeah. So there's big plans for Maki Ito. Do not sleep on her. Do not doubt her. Seriously, she she's much better than you may think she is if you're a mm-hmm. doubter. She's so good. Yeah, she is. Um, I think it's and worth right. noting also, <laughs> <laughs> Alex Windsor was retired for nearly four years. What? Whoa. Yeah. So, Get she out. Came, so she returned to wrestling in August, 2021. She, she had been oh. gone since uh, December, 2017, actually. So she, you know, she missed a chunk of her career has come back and just been excellent since coming back. Oh my God. Um, and I think there's a lot of reason. A lot of us, didn't know who she was until recently. It's because she hasn't been around. Uh, but it's really cool to just see her succeed. And, you know, she's the heel, and I, I hate watching Ito lose. But now we can go to Ito for the Princess of Princess Champion. That's what's most important. That's the road. That is my plan. Yeah, that is my plan. Everyone's on. But this Do match is really good. Uh, this match was actually my second favorite of the show. So mm. if that if that if that matters to anyone, <laughs> that's third listening. favorite for me. There third you go. Favorite. So, top three, both for us, and her number two was my number three. So yeah, I guess I guess everyone could figure out what was number one. Uh, <laughs> but we got a bit. We got a big match next. Thunder Rosa versus Miu Yamashita. Big match. Thunder Rosa, by the way, great reaction. Yeah, People love to see her. Uh, but Miu, obviously, as the ace, she was she was again the the baby face of the match. Um, and this was kind of like the unwritten rule. Thunder Rosa said it would happen. It wasn't like an official stipulation or anything. But if yeah, Yamashita like won, comment. Yeah, yeah. If, if Yamashita won, she'd get an AEW Women's World Title match wherever, whenever she wanted. Well, not wherever. It has to be in the United States. In the U.S., but, yeah. Yeah. But you get a uh, point. Hopefully, uh, hopefully all out. That's what I'm hoping. Um, but spoiler alert, Miu Yamashita did pin Thunder Rosa in the middle of the ring uh, with a nice um, small package. Small package? Small package? Was it small? She, I can't even remember anymore because I still can't get over the skull kick. And yeah, that, that's true. Rosa broke it. Yeah. <laughs> like she was knocked out and somehow reached for that rope. And I was like, what? Yeah. And then they just kept going. And all of a sudden me won. And I was like, what? Yeah. It and was so good. I think, I think the way I looked at this match was, I thought it was really good, really entertaining, but they have another gear that they're saving. That's what I felt. Oh my I God. Yes. They saved oh, yes. a next gear 
for what will be that title match, which I think is very smart. I think that's what you do when you have two matches coming up within a couple months. Save stuff, oh, right? Yeah. We got the skull kick, which was great. But there's there's more to come between these two. And that's oh, really yeah. Exciting. The way that I saw it, this was my first time seeing Thunder Rosa in TJPW. So I was greatly excited i didn't know what to expect and everyone was like she gets to wrestle how she wants get ready and it was so cool to see the way those two went back and forth and to go ooc as they say on the internet out of character i loved how rosa allowed Mew to shine in this match because that is going to set up this aew world women's match because they're going to go all out. And I really hope they're allowed to go all out. Yeah. It was the perfect setup. So I am so excited. Yeah. And like you said, I hope they get to have a big platform for that match. And it's not something that's on dark or rampage. Like, yeah, just let it shine. Not dynamite. It shine. Either. I think it, um, dynamite's a big stage, but I think yeah. view is where you should go with this match. You have it set yeah. up. You have just over, just under two months to that show. You can take your time to get there, right? Like, mm-hmm. Miu is busy with the Tokyo Princess Cup for the time being. She also has a show in New Jersey next weekend. So she's busy, right? She's busy for the time being. Thunder Rosa could be busy. Build to All Out. Go to All Out. That's where we go. I think that's the best case scenario for both of them. It's kind of like when Thunder Rosa came in few years ago to face Hikaru Shida when she wasn't in the company. Ooh. It's kind of like a little flip of the switch here, um, Ooh, which, cool. I, which I like a lot. But Miyu Yamashita was great. Thunder Rosa was great. Uh, again, they definitely saved a lot for their potential title match, but they still had a really, really good match. So that's oh, just a credit to how good they are. Uh, very Is it, Hadal, do you have you noticed so we have a partnership with AEW. Like it was announced a few months ago, AEW is partnering with DDT and TJPW. We are really seeing the TJPW partnership oh, yeah. come to fruition. Yeah. But it's happening outside of AEW. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's on purpose or what, but man, they're producing great matches, great content, and it's yeah. all outside of AEW. So that's why, again, we are rooting for Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamasha to be on a big AEW platform. Bring it back home yeah. in a big way. So I'm on Tony Khan. I, I, you know, I think it's fair. Like Tony Khan gets Kanosuke Takeshita for like an entire year. So I think it's okay. He can send Hikaru Shida and Riho, you know, all these and Thunder Rosa to their, to the woman's brand of cyber fight. I think that's fair. You know, if you get a guy for an entire year, it's like, oh, yo. Someone as good as yeah. So I think that's fair. Uh, but I think I think we'll see. Well, we uh, Yuka pops in out a little bit. Um, when she comes to the states, like she came to the states for the uh, Pro Wrestling Gorilla Show, so they got Mm -hmm. her on the uh, episode. That last minute flight that they brought her in for, where it was like, all right, just finish the show, and now she's on a plane to U.S. Yeah, she fought Riho. in the Owen Hart tournament, which was probably the mm-hmm. best match of that entire tournament, in my opinion. Um, yeah. So there are, they, they use it a little less in the States, but I, I don't think you can use it much more than Mia Yamasha coming in for a pay-per-view world title match. I think that's how you do it, right? That's how, that's a, that's an even trade. Um, I think, and it's a, it's a win for all of us. 
Uh, but let's get here to the semi-main event of the evening. Mm-hmm. It was the magical Sugar Rabbits defending their titles, Yuka Sakazaki and Mizuki, against the team of Saki Kai and Yuki Arai. They had one tag team match together going into the show. And they walked out as tag team champions. Yuki Arai wins her first title. Uh, well, technically second title of her career. She had the DDT like crazy one Iron back Man, in the day. Yeah. But mm-hmm. this is her first TJPW, first real title reign as a wrestler. Um, really emotional moment for her. Saki Akai and her work really well together. I think Saki Akai kind of being the lead of that team is very yeah. smart because then she can learn along the way. I like Saki Kai. I like Saki. Oh, Sama, yeah. different people, obviously, but just one. Of course. Um, but this match was, it was fashion sense. <laughs> it, that's true. Very different, but also a lot of, a lot of similarities. Um, this match was interesting to me because it was a big test for Yuki. Once again, back to back major shows. She's in big title matches. And I thought this might have been the best performance she's ever had as a, you know, start to finish wrestler. I thought, you know, she looked good in there. She showed a lot of fire, a lot of fight, which is something she's shown a lot. But that fire and fight to kind of like to survive against the, this is like, you know, if there's a Mount Rushmore of tag teams in TJPW, Magical Sugar Rabbits might be one, two, three, and four. Like that's how important they are to the tag division. And they beat them. Uh, and it was just like, just crazy emotional in a lot of ways when they got that title win because it was like, you know, Yuki Rai debuted in the pandemic as a rest, like full time mm. wrestler. Yeah, it's like been a away. year now, right? Yeah, I think she's been around for a year. Um, probably yeah. a year in like change year. And yeah, like, I know she was little. at Cyber Fight Festival last year, so. Right. Probably a few months prior to that. Yeah. So, so that's, so that's wild. It's cool to see once, you know, reactions are back. She has the best performance of her career. It's very fitting. Oh, that audience loved her. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh that's why, God. that's why, like, I always talk to people whenever I talk to people, like, I'm like, Yuki Rai is going to be just fine. She's very popular. Like, you, when you have the, uh, previous, not previous career, because she's still in the group, but like, when you have that, it, I don't, yeah. You're gonna be popular. You're gonna you're gonna be popular, and I, I thought this it worked really well because Yuki Arai went out there and had the best performance of her career. Oh yes, and as you said, like teaming her with Saki Akai was brilliant. That was a genius plan for whoever came up with that. Which um, so we have Magical Sugar Rabbits. It should be noted they do have a tag team name. I was told, shout out to Juan, that it's Rewa's Double A Cannon. I, I was going for Sakurai, but I'll accept it. <laughs> but the way that those two work together, especially with the kicks, because Yuki Arai has like that huge high axe kick, it, it just blended really well with Saki Akai's uh, arsenal. And yeah, it, it was a great moment for Yuki. And she held her own against the magical sugar rabbits to the point where she and Saki basically terrorized Mizuki. I was not expecting that. <laughs> but also Mizuki fighting back. She bit Saki at one point. I was like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a battle. And oh man, I, I think it was a great decision 
to have those two win, even though like they'd only tag teamed one time and that was in the middle of June. And then Yuki was like, all right, I want to go for the tag team belts now. Like for the, the popularity that the both of them have, if you want to have an outreach, like from the business side, have yeah. those two as tag team champions. Mm -hmm. So that was a great decision. Though it broke my heart. Did you see at the end? So Yuka trying to reach for Mizuki as Saki is pinning her. And then at the very yeah. end, just grabs her hand. And I'm like, oh my God, you're killing me, Smalls. You're like, killing it's, me. <laughs> it's those little storytelling bits that work yeah. so well. Um, it, it broke my heart. And yeah, it not for not, those two have had a phenomenal run. They have two very long reigns as tag team champions that I learned about. And yeah, it's time for new blood, as they say. So let, let's move on to the next generation. Let's get some new people yeah. in there. So I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, that's that's really the best way to look at it. Now they have a new they have a new direction. They have they have two new people at the top. Um does kind of hurt the hopes that I had of we getting magical sugar rabbits versus Yamashita and Ito one more time, but it's okay. It's okay. Now they can have different big matches, which is cool. Yeah. Um, main event time, Shoko Nakajima defending the Princess of Princess Championship against Rika Tatsumi. And I just have to be honest, uh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking when Rika just, uh, she came so close. I want her to win I saw so that bad. and I was like, I did not think that she was going to win, but uh, she had me believing I that she could. I didn't either, but. I want her to win so bad. <laughs> she, this was a different side for me. Like, I knew that Rika was good. I saw her against Miyu Yamashita for the pop title when she was champion last year. But I, I was not prepared. Like, that match was not what I expected. But I didn't know what I was going to expect. And it, it blew my mind. It was so good. Rika was so perfect. She was so vicious, so evil. She was a brilliant antagonist for Shoko. The way that she went after Shoko's legs, oh, it, it, it was perfection. I can't get over it. Like going back to like storytelling, the story that they told in the ring. Oh my goodness. I was so delighted. I, uh, I have no words. <laughs> I. Loved the match. I do have one complaint. This is just me being really annoying because wow. I was emotionally sad. I, I, I thought, I thought the finish was really sudden, you know, because she's in the sleeper, the dragon sleeper, right? And it looked like she it was out. Was. She rolls out of it, hits DDT, sent on win. I'm like, whoa, 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 what just happened? I just thought that, Rachel was about to win, and then boom. I, lost. yeah, I, I was so impressed with that, but I will say, I will note that Rika did not get those legs around Shoko quickly enough. Yes. She had her in the sleeper, yeah. but she, she was on one knee the entire time, and that was a yeah. really long time, because I rewatched that match, because I thought the same thing, but keeping that in mind, it yeah. gave Shoko some sort of opportunity mm -hmm. to reverse, but I would have expected a little more momentum yeah. into Shoko getting the win. So I, I'll, I'll credit you on that. I, I think rolling out, getting the DDT made sense, but like mm -hmm. she was just getting choked out, right? Like, yeah, this is just me being critiquing. It's fine. It was great. It was a fantastic match, match of the night. You know, all, when, when, all a, when a match is so great, that's when you start like breaking it, down the right. details. It's in it's the okay. conversation of best match of the yeah. weekend in a conversation, 
conversation that features Shuri versus Momo Watanabe, Sayakamitani versus Starlight Kid, and Chihiro Hashimoto versus Asuka. Like those, it's in that conversation. So credit to them for what they did. It it was just me being critical of like, okay, well she was. It, it looked like she was choked out. She flips out of gets the DT. That's cool. That's fine. But like, I need I need that work to get to that diving senton to, for the win. Yeah, this is just me we we it. needed. Okay. It wasn't a, a high enough climax. So yeah, yeah, I will give you that. Like we need we needed that that proper climax for Shoko to have that win because that was huge that she got out of the dragon sleeper. Like I was impressed. Yeah, like, Whoa, was how's she going to get out of that? But right. yeah, just if it went like for like 30 seconds more, at least then it yeah. really would have had it, it, a bigger it's impact. It's one of those things where you hit the DDT and then you just kind of like sit there, let, let everyone digest like, Holy crap. She not yeah. only survived, she got that on. And then you climb to the top. Maybe you like, Maybe you try to get a pin after the DDT, like you just put your arm yes, over, something, like just yeah. something like that. Because and that's the emotional impact. I yeah, I mean, I was emotionally impacted when Rika lost, like because I was like, oh my god, she has, she has, she has, she's out, she's out, and and then she lost. So it's like that also <laughs> makes it play. But that's what being a wrestling fan is all about. It's about those emotions <laughs> that that fill you in situations like that. But this was a fantastic main event. Uh, great main event to put on this show and now show Nakajima is still champion so she has beaten everyone pretty much it feels like right she's yep. beaten Yamashita <laughs> she's beaten Sakazaki she's beaten Tatsumi she's beaten Aino she's beaten Hyper Masao but beating Yamashita Yuka and Tatsumi those are all f- well Yamashita to win the title but they're all they're former champions yeah. That's such a big deal. There's not a lot of champion like there's not a lot of princess of princess champions to beat. Right? So oh, yeah. beating all of them is crazy. But now we go to the Tokyo Princess Cup. And before we uh before we just do a quick rundown of that lineup and give a few thoughts on that, where does this show rank for you out of all the shows you've seen this year? Because I've heard oh show gosh. of the year, I've heard top five show of the year, top and I will give you the simplicity of calling it, you know, you can just say top 10, top five, top, top three, top, top three. three. There we go. Yeah. Right. Going top three. Cause you know, if I look back at, I absolutely love grand princess. I would put this mm-hmm. above that. Wow. But yeah. Oh man. And, and to, for me to say that, because I'm coming off a cyber fight festival when it comes to the cyber fight promotions, and right. I, I didn't think they, they could, you know, reach that level because, I mean, just those entrances alone were phenomenal. But in terms of the way that they produced yeah. that show, those matches, it, it flowed so well. To me, when I can watch a show and not get bored, it's right. a huge win. And right. they had my attention. I, I was just rooting for everybody. And perhaps having, you know, a cheering audience mm-hmm. does skew my opinion. But whatever, it's my opinion. (laughs) It it was, it was great. It was so fun. Like you can tell that they went all in on this show and they delivered. Oh, I loved it. Now I have to think. I asked the question, but I didn't actually have my own answer. I think it's hard. There's so many good shows. Like it's so hard to remember everything as well. Yeah. Um, hmm, okay. I think it was. 
the best TJPW show of the year. I think mm. that's where I can start is that I think it did beat Grand Princess in terms of just overall quality and excitement. And obviously, again, the crowd does help a lot, but I think it beats that. Where do I put it in my top, you know, lineup here of shows? I've watched so many shows. You're a like stardom guy so, as well. I know. I, I <laughs> Flashing Champions is my show of the year. Uh, oh yeah, I think so. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. My head's jumbled now. I can't even think of like what's happened. Um, there's, I am a stardom so guy. That's so another thing. There's so much. Admittedly, yeah. admittedly, whatever I say now is not going to matter because we still have another. Five months of wrestling, and this will be a completely different list by the end of that. Like last year, my show of the year was the five star Grand Prix final. Ooh. Yeah, final because of okay. all. So I don't know. There's so much to happen, but it's, I think it's in my top 10 safe off. This is me being as safe as possible because I can't think of every show that I've watched, but it's definitely high up there. I think it's. I think it's one of the best shows in Japan all year, which is mm-hmm. probably most of my top 10. So that probably helps you too. Um, it, it was just a killer show. Must watch for anyone that's listening to the show. Um, but TJPW keeps the, keeps it going now. They're going to the Tokyo Princess Cup, their signature tournament of the year. Um, oh, yeah. It's very exciting because I think after that show ended, the other day i was like oh they they just didn't release the lineups awesome uh which is which <laughs> which i was just hoping for i was like uh no okay uh they so they 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 reveal these they do them random uh they do like i guess the whole gimmick behind it is they do like a randomizer or you know mm-hmm. pick pick names out of a hat because some people get buys into the next round uh, some people win and they go all the way to the final eight. So it's like, yeah, it's a very interesting tournament, but I think it's best to just kind of go down the bracket. And since Karen's with me, I'm going to put her on the spot. I'm going to, I'm going to make her predict her final four. Cause my final one. four, I already know my final one. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, we'll, man. We'll, this will be very easy then. Uh, so it, here are the final four there. Oh my God. So this is the <laughs> Tokyo Princess Cup tournament number nine. Starting at the top, we got Shoka Nakajima versus Rune Neko. Uh, the winner of that will face Mizuki in the next round. We have Risu Endo versus Miyu Watanabe, what I think will be the best match of the first round, or at least the match I'm most looking forward to the first round, besides this one as well. Miyu Yamashita versus Hyper Masao. You can just imagine the excitement that match has for so many reasons. Um, and the winner of that will face Raku. Very funny that the winner of a Miyu Yamashita match will have to then face someone like that. Oh, yeah. Of it. Uh, that's Don't the fun that we get to have with it. And, I th- and they're doing that match afterward um, on the 18th because I believe they're doing it that early because Yamashita will not be around the weekend after. So they just made this sure to set that match early enough so that she doesn't have to miss it. So that's very cool. If gotcha. she will, of course. Um, then we have uh, Nagakuda versus Yuki Aino at the bottom. Now we go to the right side of the bracket. We got Mihiro versus Yuki Arai. Uh, the winner of that will face Ikari Noah in the second round. We have Kaya Torabami versus Yuka Sakazaki. The winner of that goes to the final eight, the uh, the elite eight, as people like to call it. Then we'll have oh, yeah. 
We got Palm versus Mocha Bro. Hopefully, personally, Mocha uses her uh, momentum from her big win this past weekend to move on. That's what I'm hoping. And then the winner of that will face Suzume um, in the, is that, uh, not the Elite Eight, just the round before it. And after that, it will be Yuki Kamafuku versus Rika Tatsumi. Uh, to close out the first round. So lots of big matches there. The bracket's very confusing if you don't look at it, it like is. I just did. Cause I just like broke my own brain. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, well, this match. So some people just go right. I to... didn't notice the eight, the, like the ones that just yeah. go right into the elite eight. I'm like, wait, this changes yeah. everything. Some people just go right to the elite eight. Others have to wrestle multiple matches. It's weird. It, some people have really difficult roads to get there. Um, mm-hmm. but since you already have your final four, how are you feeling? I, I don't have my final four. Oh, I have, have your my winner, final though. one. No, I'll, no, I'll I have. Who is your winner? I, like, if I look at this, oh man, I, it's so much pressure to, to pick a final four. I missed my key. Oh. I'm so Okay. Sorry. If I'm going to go for, let me look at the right side of the bracket because I have it in front of me. I'm going to go with, oh man, you, you think you, you want to go with Yuka Sakazaki, but uh, I'm going to go with Hikari No. I'm going to go with an upset. So she's going to be on the right side. And then her opponent for the final four is Suzume. I'm back in Suzume. Oh, We're that. going with I some youngins here. So. And on the so. other side, Miyu Watanabe and... Yeah, I see an upset. What I see happening is that it's going to be Shoko and Mizuki, and Mizuki eliminates Shoko. I agree. I agree. And so so I got Miyu Watanabe going into the final four versus, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. See, I'm fair, I think, think the bottom of the bracket, it's kind of like a one-person race. It, <laughs> it hinges, yeah, it hinges on Miyu's schedule. That's the problem. Yeah. To ensure that Miyu is going to make it to the Well, like, they set it up for her final. to be there. They set it okay. up for her to be there. Okay, so then I'll just pick Miyu Yamashita. And basically, oh man, it would be Miyu versus Miyu. I'm going to freak out. I want but Miyu I Watanabe to win. Too. That's a crazy. Oh. I, that's true. That's true. But Mia Watanabe is who I am putting all of my chips in on. I want to see her win. So that's, that's who I'm going with. It's worth noting the winner of this, of course, goes on to main event. Wrestle Princess against presumably Shoko Nakajima. Um, my two choices for the winner are in the same blo- uh, uh, in the same bracket. It's Watanabe and Mizuki. Like those are the two that I've had in my head for months. So it's kind of cruel that they put them in the same spot. I I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are we doing? Yeah. Um, For me, it's easy to assume Mizuki, but she's won it a few times already. But I feel like Shoko is going through some sort of trials. I don't know how many, but. Mizuki has to be next on the plate for her. So I, that's why I see if Mizuki doesn't make it to the semifinal or the final, she's going to beat Shoko Nakajima to give her right. the opportunity mm-hmm. to go for the pop title. And that's how we get that in there. I don't see Mizuki winning because in my mind, it's coming back around to Maki Ito. We're coming back to Maki Ito somehow. I, so. I think Shoko is going to be who she faces, but that could change. All yeah, I know is Maki Ito. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought it was no, going to be. That's where I'm at. Um, it is worth noting that three three of the four fi- uh, final four are in the same quarter of the bracket this year. Shoko, Mizuki, Miyu Watanabe, all in the same little corner. And it's, it's very, right. very mean. It's very mean. Um, so it I kind of feel bad for Endo and uh, Neko who are just like, oh, yeah. okay, we're we're fighting the people that were right we're there at the here. end. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> lots of fun to look forward to. That starts this coming weekend um, on Wrestle Universe, which you could subscribe to. Karen, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a blast. We, we went a solid hour of this two-parter, uh, two-part oh, review episode uh i'll let you do you know all the good plugs and whatnot because i know you have your plugs even though it says karen watches wrestling on the uh screen so hopefully people follow you already if you're listening but always good for the new listeners yeah, if you, you want to check me out, you can find me on YouTube at Karen Watches Wrestling. The whole concept is that I am learning about the wonderful world of Japanese pro wrestling. So match reactions. I do some deep dives into character profiles. I did the entire history of the Bullet Club for N- <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that was ridiculous. But I also love to highlight the Joshi wrestlers. They're definitely my favorites. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I can't say that's going to be as exciting, but you can find me at Karen Murray underscore after that. And yeah, come along, come say hi, check out, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yes, make <laughs> I'm sure. I'm still not subscribe. good at promoting myself. <laughs> to be fair, I'm usually terrible. Every time I'm on a show, someone's like, "Oh, you want to do your plugs?" I'm like, "No, not really." <laughs> I'm like, uh, description you know, box down below. <laughs> my my best way, I'll do my plugs at the end of uh, at the end of the second part. So I will not do that. But if you want to stick around, which you should, because we're about to review the Stardom Midsummer Champions show and talk a little bit about the news around there because they have so much news. Uh, make sure to keep watching because this is not it. But Karen, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, great conversation. I hope you I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, I did. Thank you again for having me. It was a blast. And yeah, check out Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, Summer Sun Princess. Go subscribe to Russell Universe. You will not regret it. <laughs> that was my mean face. That was like. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.